9.26, and uh, we're going down to KwaZulu-Natal. And there's a rare treat for uh, people who love theatre and who love diversity of theatre, theatre that makes you think differently. Isid Lamilo is uh, the fire eater, begins a week-long run. It started yesterday at the Snedden Theatre, and it is directed by the one and only Neil Coppin. I have to say, Neil has uh, done a series of really extraordinary theatre works over the years, always challenging you, always making you think this is something completely different to what I ever imagined. Neil, thank you so much for joining us. It's so lovely to be here. Thank you, Michelle. So Isid Lamlilo, the fire eater, so Lala to, to, or to La, uh, to eat, mm. and mm. Mm. tell us what it's about. Mm. Well, we had, we had a giggle the other day because the journalist didn't read the press release properly and thought it was about fire breathing. So she <laughs> she wanted to write an article on Pume being, she thought she was a kind of fire breather. And we're like, no, 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 no. You've got to actually read the press release, which is, you know, Isid Lamlilo and fire eating was a term used uh, in the IFP for people who were involved in assassinations or uh, uh, carried out assassinations during the 80s, during the the political violence that erupted here in KZN. And so if you ate fire, you were involved in in, in one of those squads, those hit hit squads. And and this story particularly focuses on um, a hit woman uh, and uh, a squad of hit women in KZN. Neil... First of all, how do you come up with this story? Where does the story mm. come from? And also, I'm interested to know where that, if you have any idea of the sort of um, the provenance of that term. You understand what it mm. means, but mm. fire eater, what mm. would that align to? Mm. Well, we, you know, we run a company, Pume Umtumbeni, and, and myself and Dylan McGarry called Empathyater. Um, under which this this play has been produced, because mm. Empathetica really works with research first and foremost. Um, it's it's a research based theatre company, yeah. and so we spend many years doing very deep, complex research on a subject, um, working with testimonials and interviews and oral histories that then are later transformed into theatrical pieces. Um, and so that's something we came across one of these stories about a woman who ate fire. Uh, in, in the 80s and, and spoke very candidly and very openly and frankly about her experience. She had found God in her later life, but it was just the most complex portrait of a human uh, story in, in mm. KZN that kind of traversed so much of the province's history from when HIV arrived to all these big moments, uh, you know, and, and the play itself really is a is a kind of ode to KZN. It covers uh, a big swathe of history, uh, all its complexities. It looks at Zulu identity in such an interesting way. Um, And Pumi is the custodian of of this story and of this character. So she's really guided this process. And, and, you know, she doesn't act in Pumi. She embodies in such a a incredibly visceral visceral and, and exciting way. And so this one story particularly stood out of, like, we haven't heard about women in that struggle mm. in that civil war whatever you want to call it of that yeah, that moment in time yeah. that was so swept under the rug post-democracy with the you know uh mandela coming into his presidency there was a lot of trauma and a lot of uh, you know it was a, a terrible time in kzn's history yeah. um and and again the, the involvement of this very formidable woman uh, in that, so, yeah. you know, what she sees at the time as a struggle. And we were very interested, you know, KZN is still the the number one uh, political assassin. 
hospital of the world up right now as I speak. And so it felt very interesting to look at the psychology of what does it take, you know, is it, is it just about finances or money, people who go out, you know, hit people or assassins, um, or is it kind of ideologically, what does it take to go and do those deeds? I mean, she, she claims she killed many hundreds of people during that period. Yeah. Um, and so it looked like a very, but she was also a very complex, interesting character because as much as there was this incredible cruelty, there was also this extraordinary compassion. So it felt like she muddied this idea of, um, and what Pume found so exciting, I think, as a, uh, you know, as a performer, was that she she wanted to play something that was very complex and tricky and that co complicated things morally for us as an audience. Um, it, and I think that's what really excited us about it. It is complicated. And if we go back to that history, I mean, you talk about this, um, I suppose, uh, memorial in a way to the history of KwaZulu-Natal, the build-up to the 1994 mm. elections. Uh, mm. It was an incredibly tra tra traumatic time for people mm. who mm. were in the province, but, but uh, broadly as well. And mm. I think you're right when you say civil war. To create mm. a production of this nature... It can't mm. be easy for the actress, Mpumi Mtumbeni. I mean, it's a traumatic mm. story on so many levels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, was she, what does she have to do to go through to be part of that process? Mm. Well, first of my apologies, she's not here this morning because I think she speaks much more interestingly about the piece and, and, and her work in it. Um, but she's exhausted. She had her preview last night and she holds the space for an hour and 20 minutes alone telling the most complex multifaceted story i mean it's by all accounts a tour de force like i've never seen before and an embodiment of something that you just you can't quite believe what you're watching rob from fear and saw it in, in grahamstown and he said you know it's like you fall down a wormhole with this woman mm. she takes you into her life and you sit with her and you time stops you really transcend and i think she is you know she calls herself a sankoma and a healer as a performer she sees yeah. it as an act of healing um, she sees storytelling as her muti, um, as you know, and I, I really, when you watch her work, you feel that, that the temperature changes in the room. She works with her ancestors very closely on stage behind her. She has pinned on the hostel wall of the set, all her own family members. So she draws yeah. strength from them during the performance. There's something really alchemical and, uh, something just really magical about watching her work because she she does more than conjure. She brings these, you know, brings the story to you in a way that that you will never experience in any other format, I believe. So, yo, and she you, there's a scene where she washes at the end. It's a cleansing, and she was speaking to me last night just about how that's the part where she has to wash the char the, the character off Oof, because yeah. she can't go home with that. You know, this woman yeah. has done many extraordinary things, not all of them. Uh, glorious in her life and yeah. so there's this sense of but she's she's such an incredible the way she works and the processes and rituals she develops for herself to safeguard herself and yeah. her sanity and psychology um she just really is like i said there's no other word but a healer and and, and we don't want this play to be a re-traumatizing of people that's not what we set out to do it needs to be a catharsis and, and a form of healing a balm of something a point of reflection of where we're at now and where we've come from in KZN but also something that's ultimately soothing and I think that in the ending of the play really does offer that it talks about new life and regeneration and other chances and I, yeah I hope that's that's conveyed strongly it's not a depressing kind no. of dark you know taking you back to and re-traumatizing re audiences because we understand in KZN that trauma hasn't been processed in many ways and as um, you say I mean it is what, it's the mm, province not just the province but it's the capital of 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 uh, political murders mm.
Completely. I opened Twitter this morning and I saw the news of two new assassinations yeah. this morning alone. You know, there was it's a whistleblower who was gunned down. Yeah. Mapuma yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just saw that this morning. Down, which is just... Oof, chilling. Mm. How are audiences responding to this? Because I imagine that some audience members would have been around during that time and are, are, mm. are, mm. are you know, able to, to talk to the story. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we just opened in KZN last night and obviously it being a deeply KZN-based story. Um, a lot of it's in Isizulu as well as, uh, as English. Um, but so we just started to feel the response now from being playing it on home turf. We had our premiere at the National Arts Festival earlier this year. Um, and it's been ex- the response has been extraordinary. There's something that you see in the end when the audience rise that I haven't seen before. It is a kind of collective catharsis. And there's something uh, of just what Pume does to people, just watching yeah. this effect, watching magic she spun this world yeah. this this journey she's allowed people to travel with her and done with like, extreme compassion and care like i say it's not just a a, a triggering traumatizing thing to yeah. sit through it's done with such care that i think you feel so held and so touched by her work and her ability to conjure that and and process that with with an audience yeah. that there's like i say a, a, the only other word is a kind of catharsis and a and a healing that comes with it with mm-hmm. her retelling it with her uh, taking you on that journey and so we yeah we, we're very interested to unpack it with audiences this week as we run about their experiences i've heard so many people you know i was i was with a friend in cape town recently who's whose mother was an Mkontwa Sizwa veteran who was, well, not a veteran, but she, she was killed by an IFP assassin. So, and he had written a play on her story and her life. Yeah. And so it was, suddenly I was, this play we're dealing with is on the other side of that coin. And it's so interesting and complex. You realize how many people's lives were touched by this. I mean, yeah. in this case, someone had, had very tangibly lost a parent to this. Uh, so it's, it's, it's very real and it's still very, very present in people. And I, I think it, it hopefully enables them to talk about it and unpack it in, in healthy ways. A lot of people I've spoken to said, my parents never told me this. They were involved in this period. They lived through it, but they never spoke about it once. Um, and, and I think it is an important conversation to have. It's an important conversation to understand where, we, where this province is at at the moment politically mm. and this country. Because what's going on right now, when you go back to that period you really start to understand these factions and frisions and things yeah and it's 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 quite chilling to me to with all this research and with you know watching the story every night to to really see how it explains the present more than just the past neil thank you so much for joining us neil who is the uh, director and uh, uh, producer in many ways of Isidlam Lilot took place yesterday friday the 4th it's running on saturday on tuesday and on sunday next week at 2 p.m. also on Wednesday at 11. It does have an age restriction of 13, and the play is 30 minutes long, taking place at the Sneddon Theatre uh, at the UKZN campus. It sounds like an extraordinary production, and anybody who is interested both in our history but also in our future, this sounds like uh, the way to speak to our truths through theatre and through production as well. Neil Coppin, thanks so much for joining us.